Hi, welcome to episode 605 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I just have to say, hey, don't do that. Not in front of my salad. In every episode of the Fantastic Forecast, I'll be talking about a different issue of the Fantastic Four, starting with issue one and going all the way to issue 645. Today it's Fantastic Four, volume four, number five, from May 2013. I Killed Julius Caesar by Matt Fraction and Mark Bagley. The issue begins with Valeria and Franklin putting on a small play for the adults, where Valeria is playing Caesar and Franklin is playing a Sicilian pirate who captures Caesar, who pays a ransom and then cuts the pirate's throat. That's a nice little age-appropriate play for the children. Why the play? Well, the Fantastic Four are going, are doing a little time traveling back to Rome, 44 BC. I thought Reed was uh, looking for a cure for his molecular decay, his illness. He ain't finding it in Rome. Of course, if I had a time machine, I would totally visit ancient Rome. I heard they used to eat and eat and eat until they puked in their vomitoriums. Kind of like an ancient golden corral. So we see Sue and Reed in the cockpit, and uh, now that he's told her about his condition, she is not happy that he's been keeping it a secret. So the ship lands, and the gang dresses up in ancient Roman garb, and well, just a big giant sheet to cover up Ben. I don't think there was a lot of rock monsters back in ancient Rome. Reed leaves the kids in the company of Ben and Johnny because he wants to stay behind on the ship and have some mommy and daddy time with Sue, which considering how Reed and Sue have conceived a child in the negative zone, Johnny just assumes that they're about to get it on. So it's almost the Ides of March, the day that Julius Caesar was killed, and he finds it odd that he has such strange visitors. Ben, Johnny, and the kids on this day. They're actually warning him about his impending doom, but he doesn't seem to mind. He seems pretty convinced that he cannot die, no matter what. Back on the ship, the mommy and daddy time ain't so exciting, as Reed is filling her in on the injury from the dinosaur bite, his discovery that his unstable molecules are decaying, and his trip, which he planned to secretly find a cure. She tells Reed not to worry, they will fight this uh, together. And then, they kiss. Oh, Reed, he'll never pass up an opportunity to bone his wife in a strange location. Back in the city, Caesar is walking through the streets with the rest of the Fantastic Four. Caesar gets people warning him about the Ides of March. He ends up leading the gang down some stairs into a basement, and he says he knows about his death at the hands of the Senate. And you thought Mitch McConnell's Senate was crazy. And he knows about the fact that William Shakespeare will write a play about him in the future. And how does he know these things? He pulls a sheet off a large object, revealing a giant magic eight ball? Actually, it's some kind of spaceship. Caesar says that Caesar is already dead, cause he ain't Caesar. He's a time-traveling, a time-traveling alien who has taken a special interest in Julius Caesar. 
even replacing him. And it seems that he wants to go through with this whole Caesar is murdered fiasco. They step outside, they're surrounded by guards who order Caesar to the Senate. Back on the ship, Reed and Sue have their clothes back on and Reed, and Reed wants to leave the ship to go visit ancient Rome. Sue is complaining about some of the holes in her kids' socks. Why doesn't Reed make them some unstable molecule socks? When it dawns on her, what if she, Ben, and Johnny get sick too? This just got real. Next, while Caesar is in the Senate, Johnny, Ben, and the kids have been sent to the gladiator ring where they have to fight a big red monster called Cacus, the uh, son of Vulcan, who is uh, very hungry. And so it's clobbering time as Ben rushes off to fight the creature, and meanwhile, Julius Caesar is getting all stabbed and shit by his senators. Caucus shoots fire out of his mouth at the thing, who seems dazed by it all. And then, it appears that Ben defeats the creature, but the artwork is very unclear about that. I'm not sure why. During the fight, Mark Bagley focuses on uh, Ben's glowing eyes. I assume that's going to have some kind of effect on Ben later. Who knows? He tells Johnny and the kids that he's fine, and they ought to go. So they find Caesar's body, and in accordance with history, Ben, Johnny, and Franklin are dressed up as three beggars. They cart Caesar's body, dead body, away, but he isn't really dead. He's alive, you know, being an alien and all. So they all go back to the FF's ship, where Sue is standing there, and they tell her about Julius Caesar being a time-traveling alien, and she could care less. That's kind of a crazy thing. She's just like, that's nice, kids. So Johnny says goodbye to foe Caesar, and the story ends with a flashback to November 2012 with some rich guy sitting alone in his library reading a newspaper about this replacement Fantastic Four that was assembled. That was November? I don't think so. This guy, Mr. Coda, gets up and tells his secretary to hold all his calls. We see that this is, this is the alien who was posing as Julius Caesar earlier. He heads into a room where he's got this time-traveling spaceship, and he says, Well now, I've waited a long time to repay this favor. And Caesar repays his debts. Always. What does that mean? Who is this guy? And does this flashback take place after Caesar met the Fantastic Four in the past? Or before he met them in the past? And he's about to travel to the past. I don't know. This is a very strange issue. I don't understand the strange tangent of having them travel back in time to ancient Rome. What's this all about? Reed ain't gonna find a cure for his bad arm in ancient Rome. So I'm gonna take a quick look at FF Volume 2, Number 5, by Matt Fraction and Mike Allred. And in that issue, Medusa introduces her son, Ahura, to the other kids. Since when does Medusa and Black Bolt have a teenage son? He says, They say I'm not so crazy anymore. Oh, you know, that's a bad sign when you meet somebody and they say, Oh, I'm not crazy anymore. Or so they say. And in another scene, Scott Lang is worried because Alex Powers, who was 18 years old, ran off somewhere. Old man Johnny is off in the city causing a stir and acting all crazy. The pink-haired girl is trying on her she-thing exoskeleton, and she tries on a variety of headgear, none of which look very good. 
and outside, Crazy Old Man Johnny is threatening to burn the entire city to the ground, and the replacement FF have to stop him. And in a scene that boggles the mind, Scott pokes his head into the classroom where Willie Lumpkin, in his mailman uniform, is teaching a class to the kids. And on the board are the words, birds and bees. And I really, really, really want to know what the hell is going on there. Who picks the mailman to teach their kids about sex education? Of course, I have seen a lot of porno movies where the mailman's always getting laid, so maybe that is the appropriate person to be teaching about sex education. So the defeat, they defeat old man Johnny, and the next day the family of the fish kids, Vil and Wu, show up uh, to see their kids. Uh, and the story finds Alex Powers showing up at Castle Doom by himself, ringing the doorbell at the gate. The gate opens and he heads inside. And the story ends with Bentley waking up in a strange place and finding himself in the company of the Frightful Four. The wizard, some gray dude with a beard, I think it's Blastar, and Medusa, what the hell? If, if this comic sounds strange, it is. FF Volume 2 is one of the strangest comics, strangest comics ever. So that's all I have for today. If you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, the F Future Foundation, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Dave Elliott at podcastff. You can download other episodes of iTunes and find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Here I am waiting. I'll have to leave soon. Why am I holding on? We knew this day would come. We knew it all along. How did it come so fast? This is our last night. But it's late.